Hello and welcome back to another episode of Day Stefano Talks, Talking Scottish Football, episode number three. Today's episode is a rather impromptu episode of the podcast. We obviously recorded the episode on Monday where we discussed all the action from the, the weekend's games across the Premiership. But today we find ourselves here just about maybe an hour or two after Celtic released a statement from their chief executive, Peter Lawwell. And what a four or five minute interview, uh, he described the Dubai trip uh, as a mistake. Joining me on the podcast today, uh, as usual, is uh, student journalist Lewis and new to the podcast, but hopefully a, a regular contributor, student journalist uh, Ryan McGinley. How, how are you guys doing? Could be better, I suppose, but not too bad, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, just the same as I've been all this season, just disappointed, really. I put out a tweet the other day um, in which I called this season for Celtic a disaster in a line of, of many disasters. It just seems to be every single day there's something new that just causes an uproar um, and it, it's just not good at all, is it? I think from years I'd like sort of dreaming of the 10 season and what will happen and all that. I don't think anyone could have predicted this, whether it be Covid or all, just all the shambles that's happened this season—it's just—it's not been great at all. Honestly, see if anyone had predicted half of the things that have happened this season, they would think that you were far-fetched, and they probably—they probably pass your um, script over to twenty-first century Fox. Is <laughs> has been an absolute nightmare. Do you know what? I think Netflix really missed a trick with Celtic. You know how Amazon do the, the all or nothing with Tottenham and they did it with Man City. See if Netflix or Amazon, you know, thought about doing that with Celtic, man, they would be in the money. Um, right, let's let's start off at the very start then. Dubai, uh, it was a controversial decision to go from the start. Uh, Lewis, myself and you spoke to um, another Ryan, Ryan Caperold and Ben Burns uh, on the podcast on Monday about it. Um, let's just recap on that. What, what's your thoughts on the, the Dubai trip? I think since even the event, there was, it was a shambles away, the, the reason they decided to go. Like during a pandemic, it may have been planned in November and it may have got authorization. But see, after all that's happened, like not just in Scotland, the UK, across the world, you think they'd just have to set, take the sensible decision to just call it off. But, and now you, you're sort of seeing, you're getting, what is the word? I'm just so, I'm just speechless about this. It's a, uh, it's a shambles, honestly. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, I mean, aye. Uh, Ryan? Ever since it was announced, I've been against the Dubai move. I know that we've been there the past four or five years, and I know that it somehow helps us in this in the second half of the season, but they've surely got to read the room, or they had to read the room at that point. Um, I mean, people in general are stuck in their house just now. I know it was... Um, it was a uh, okayed in November, but the landscape has changed across the UK and the world. So I, I don't see how they could have ju- they couldn't have just cancelled it. Honestly, it's it's mystifying to me how they still went ahead with it, and then all the things that have transpired. I think it's just pure karma, if I'm being honest, because we shouldn't have been there in the first place, and we're getting quite rightly what we deserve. I think out of this. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. Do you know what? Um, sports teams, sports organisations all across the world are, um, you know, that play professionally are classed as, you know, elite uh, sports, you know, it's, uh, sports competitions, etc. sports organisations. But the the inability, as you mentioned there, Ryan, of, of Celtic to, to read the room in the midst of a global pandemic really is it's mystifying. 
Um, you know, on Monday they came out and I think, you know, they, they defended the decision to, to go to Dubai, um, you know, when they confirmed that Julian had tested positive. Um, you know, they, they sort of defended that it was right to go to Dubai and now 40 hours later that they're telling us it was a mistake. What's transpired in those 40 hours that they've realised, oh, it was okay then, but but now it's a mistake. It, it's just mystifying. And just another example of a disaster after disaster. Um, what did you make of the statement overall? Um, if we start with you, Lewis. I think that was a good point you touched on just before there. Let's go back to that. The fact that they released a statement two days ago and then all of a sudden Peter Lowe's came out and said, oh, we're sorry, we've realised a mistake. What what has changed? Why? Why is it taking the backlash for you to realise you've made this mistake? Surely it's a positive test. Surely it's putting the players at risk. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have come to this at all. And, and you're actually backtracking what you've said. It's, it's just simply not good enough. Right? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I would also say that I think they've and, and pardon pardon my French here, but I think they've completely shot themselves with the backlash that they've got. I think they realise that season ticket holders are not impressed by this. Like, the vast, vast majority, even the ones that were quite supportive of the board beforehand in the past couple of months, even they're coming out and they're seeing that us going to Dubai was ethically wrong. Um, and I think they're seriously worried now. And I, they should be, <laughs> to be honest. Because I know a lot of plans that aren't renewing next season. Well, you know, that that's a great point that you touch on there because the amount of people that I've spoken to, um, you know, that have said they're not renewing their season ticket um, because of, the, you know, the, the current custodians that are in charge of the club uh, and the way it's been run. Can you blame them? I, I personally can't, you know. Um, a season ticket in world football is a lot of money, especially when you're a Celtic fan. Um, for myself, I paid uh, upwards of over £650 you know, pounds. That's a lot of money to to shell out, and the performances on the field haven't been good enough. The the performances from board level just simply have been shambolic. The treatment of the fans has been shambolic. So I, I can't really blame people that you know are saying, "Well, I'm I'm not going to give you the money because it is a lot, especially in the midst of a global pandemic." So no, that's a that's a great point you touched on. Um, you know, on and just touching back to the statement, you know, they said the reality is that a case could well have occurred had the team remained in Scotland, as other cases have done in Scottish football and across the UK in sport uh, in the past week. If that's not a point of deflection, I, I don't know what is. Like, the decision to go to Dubai, you know, on Monday, before they came out, uh, sorry, before they came out with the statement today, they said on Monday, you know, they, they defended it. That's a deflection right there. Oh, it's happened in Scotland. It's happened in other parts of the UK. So it, it, it could have happened as if we'd stayed in Scotland. The reality is it, it didn't. It happened when you were in Dubai. And that that's just not not good enough at all. Um, moving on to the statement today. Uh, Lewis, your thoughts? I mean, he started he started off by apologising then after about 30 seconds and he just went straight back to the deflection and saying how it's been good the past four or five years or whatever. The thing is, it's not the past four or five years we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't care how good it was. Like, you're just put, you're putting people's lives at risk at the end of the day. That's what you're doing. And he's, the fact that it just gets, you'll probably come on to it, but the bit that gets me is the fact that we are the most affected by COVID, like, as a club. I, don't, I think that is extremely <laughs> small-sighted. And you look at the, just Monday, League One, League Two, below, they've all been shut off, people getting put in furlough. But we can afford to pay all this money to go to Dubai and 
have this, well, it looked like a bit of a holiday when you're having pints, and, but we're the ones that are most affected by it. It's just, nah, I'm just not having it. We'll touch on that in a second, because um, that, that's a key gripe that I, that I really have, and so I'm trying to stay as impartial as I can, but um, that's a gripe I have. Ryan, just your thoughts on the on the statement today, quickly. Um, I just I think it was rehearsed. I think it was vetted. Um, I just I I could hardly listen to it when it when it came up. I actually had to take a minute or two to compose myself before listening to it because you you almost knew what was going to come out of Peter Lawwell's mouth. You knew that there was going to be a deflection tactic put in place because we couldn't be big enough to go and apologise without giving excuses as to why we done it. Um, another thing that annoyed me was um, usually when you come out and apologise for something, you don't go and try and back up. You don't try and justify it. You just come out and apologise and that is it. It actually yeah. made it look worse. And the fact that we were showing highlights of Dubai while the statement was getting done as well. It was like some sort of some sort of authoritarian video from a dictatorship somewhere. Honestly, it just angers me. They try to like sneak it out as well. The fact it didn't even get I think it was about probably 10, 15 minutes later when it was put on YouTube, they brought the statement out. Surely yep. you bring out the statement first, you're not trying to sneak it out for fans to discover. It's just you know, you, you make a great point there, Ryan. See about you know the video. It's like you're you're trying to apologise for doing something wrong, but there you are showing exactly what you've done wrong and all the glory that you that you've done it. It just it, it did not sit right with me at all. You mentioned words like rehearsed and vetted. I seen a tweet on Twitter and it was um, Peter Lawwell preparing to answer questions from Peter Lawwell, and I I just thought that was that was phenomenal. Um, Lewis, you, you touch on a great point. Um, Peter Lowell in that statement said that Celtic were probably the most affected club by COVID. Uh, you called that small-sighted. Um, I'm struggling to disagree with you there. Um, you know, I, I think you're spot on. Um, let's touch on that. Are Celtic the most affected club by COVID? Uh, Ryan? Um, absolutely not. The fact that... Um, well, I mean, with the 13 players out, I know only one person's infected just now, and obviously I wish Julian all the best. But, um, there's been other clubs that have struggled both physically with the virus and financially as well. You, you think of examples like Morton. The, the Morton manager came out and resigned for the good of the club to save money because of they're struggling due to this virus. Whereas we can still go out and play games. The fact is, any other team will most other teams in the league wouldn't have been able to field a team um, yesterday. But the fact that we've got such a big team and such a big youth team as well allowed us to be able to field a team. Um, so I think the fact that someone's, well, in this case, the chief executives came out and said that we are the most affected is absolute nonsense. It doesn't make sense, really. Yeah. Uh, Lewis? Look, don't get me wrong, we have been affected. I'm sure we've been affected financially and obviously without the fans, you know, I think that's something that Celtic as a club do sort of have that backing. But if I miss something here, it's every other team got fans and every other team got pots of money and all that. Like, we're not in a different situation to anybody else. We're in the exact same. During a pandemic, clubs is lower down. I bet you, you should probably guarantee those clubs that are on the brink of going 
and bust, and we are out there spending money on flights to Dubai, and it's just, I just can't get away how, how you can get away with saying something like that. I mean, I, it was quite tasteless, in my opinion. You know, we have literally just flunked hundreds of thousands of pounds on a trip to Dubai. Um, you know, they chartered their own plane, you know, uh, hotel accommodation, paying for the, the facilities out there. And he's hitting out with, we are the most affected club uh, by COVID. <sighs> Do you know what? It, do me a favour. It's really not good enough, and I'm I'm really trying to keep my my level head on it. But it's just really not good enough from a from a fans' perspective. From you know, really from a footballing you know a moral perspective, it's just not good enough. Lewis, you mentioned that yeah, Celtic have been affected, and you know all clubs have been affected, and. I, I don't unless you can come out and provide the facts and the figures and the, the statistics to back up that claim. For me, he's not got a leg to stand on. Like it, it's an absolute farce. I, I just can't go over that anymore. Um, what what I did see though in the aftermath of that statement was someone turned around um, and I'm not going to out them on Twitter. Uh, you know, out them for their name on Twitter. Or, uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but. Um, basically, they said, and I quote, Lowell was the CEO during the quadruple treble, by the way. Is it just me or does that not just give the, the club, not like fans like that, that give the club more sort of lee, leeway to, to get away with, you know, stuff like this? Uh, yep. Ryan? Yep, absolutely. Um, well, I think I've made it quite vocal on Twitter, on, on social media, that Neil Lennon shouldn't be the manager of the football club anymore. And it feels as if the board have given um, these fans ammunition by giving Lennon the chance to complete his quadruple treble. I feel like because he's done that, he's now got an extra layer of armour to these fans, yeah. as if he's unstoppable, as if like all his armour had came off beforehand, like in the St. Johnson and the Hibs games and the Sparta Prague, Mullins. Um, but now I feel like he's got a fresh layer of armour that you can stick on. Aye, you're you're spot on there. It is an extra coating of armor to give them the quadruple treble. Um, Lewis, what what's your thoughts? Do do you think um, fans bringing out statements like that saying that be all because he delivered the treble treble or the quadruple treble that he should get leeway on this? I think somebody made a good point on Twitter as well. I think obviously towards the end of the statement he said. It wasn't exactly his words, but along these lines, like we try to build and sort of maintain. Since he came in, what the year he came in, two thousand four, as the CEO, and the year before we made the European Cup final in terms of the UEFA Cup, we've not done that since. Have we built for that? I mean, I'm not saying we should be there every year, but realistically, have we built from that? Don't don't get me wrong, the quadruple treble, that is an outstanding achievement that will probably never be done. But in a way, it has sort of given that extra piece to, of protection for them. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um. I again. I, I can't disagree. Um. I, I suppose I don't want to to drag on to should Neil Lennon be the Celtic manager, etc. Um. I think you know people's views on that are are quite clear. You just have to look at my Twitter. Um. Ryan, you said you were quite vocal on it. Um. I think you've said a fair bit on it, Lewis. Um. But. What I got from the the statement today from Peter Lowell was it was very much. This is everything that's happened to Celtic in the last six months is as a result of the pandemic. 
not as a result of poor management on the field and poor management off the field, i.e. Lennon's fault and Lowell's fault. D- did any of you get that feeling, uh, Lewis? No, that's exactly it. I think I made a similar point to Twitter that like, the last few days have been disastrous. For us. Never mind the last few days, like the last few months have been disastrous. But you've just got a feeling that they're going to come out and say, you know what, this season, nothing we could do. It's down to COVID. That statement tonight addresses Dubai like a thirty second apology. There's still so many questions left unanswered. What what about this review with the management? What just there's just so many things that you didn't answer for this one statement. Yeah, especially after the yeah, forty eight hours of radio silence. Um hundred percent agree with that. There are it's left us with many more questions than actual answers. Um Ryan, yourself, what, what did you think? Did you think the statement was um, you know, sort of trying to blame the pandemic rather than the mismanagement of the club at both football and boardroom level? Yeah, I think the, the 48 hours of radio silence really does affect the validity of what Peter Lowell says in his interviews because he's obviously had time to go and rehearse what he has to say. He can go and maybe read the room for the first time rather than coming out and saying that on the Monday, which would have been the right thing to do to say that he was wrong. Um, this this season has been an unmitigated disaster at the end of the day um, and I feel like the whole, I know Covid is a massive thing, it's the thing that's dominating the world just now, but in terms of a footballing point of view our performances haven't been good enough and you can't use Covid to blame for that because we just simply haven't been at the races this season at all and I think that's down to the management as much as I like to keep on saying. Um, but I think the board have some uh, some blame to take for that as well because they've allowed this to happen and they're allowing it to continue. And they will allow it to continue because it doesn't look like they're doing anything. And I don't see them bringing this review out anytime soon. No, I, I, I agree with that. I don't see any managerial review uh, coming anytime soon. Could be wrong. Hope I'm wrong. Um, but for me, I, I feel like we're... Celtic fans are, are going to suffer for the, the long haul um, and some will say well if we can get this season done and you know try and you know minimise the gap on Rangers to you know within single digits and then great it's a sort of a you know a, yeah, it reduces the damage a little bit but for me if you're thinking Neil Lennon's not going to be at Celtic next season from that interview, I get the feeling that, yes, yeah, I feel that he's going to get a, a redo um, at this. And that's due to what Peter Lowell perceives the downfall to be because of the pandemic. Um, what's your thoughts on that? That's our final point, but what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think Neil Lennon will be there next season or will he, will he move on? Uh, Lewis, start with you. I mean, a few months ago after so the likes of Sparta Prague, I was I think I said it every time we went down and two wins and twelve every time after the games, I'd be like, surely this time, surely this time, surely this time he's gone. And it, it just didn't come. And at this stage, I literally don't see a point when it does come. It's got to the stage where when are they going to let him go? It would have been by now. And I'd like to touch the point as well. The thing is, see with this radio silence and stuff, I think it's extremely unfair on some of the employees at Celtic, the likes of John Paul Taylor, the sport liaison officer on Twitter, he's having to answer these questions about is this review going to happen and what and put he's I think he's putting his job at risk and it's it's just not fair and those likes of people and if if Lennon was to stay in a job, 
I think you would see the season ticket numbers fall dramatically. And again, I don't think that's going to impact the board too much. Unfortunately, it's going to impact the employees that are lower down, like people in the ticket office that are maybe on minimum wage, which is just horrible. Yeah, um, I, I just quickly touch on that. Talking about employees, I, I feel dead sorry for JP Taylor. Um, I feel sorry for you know the guys that have to do the social media that have to sort of put out this. What I seen on Twitter was described as propaganda. Um, so no, there's there's many people I feel sorry for with within the club that are sort of taking the flack for for what's going on. Um, Ryan, just on the the last point there, I made um, any any thoughts on that? Just about Lennon staying as manager. Um, well, yeah, I just to echo what uh, Lewis has said. I, I don't see where. After everything that's happened, I don't see where can be bad enough that he can get sacked, like or leave on his own accord, which would probably be the right thing to do at this point, um, because we get no no shots on target against Rangers in the first Celtic Rangers game this season. They've beat us twice. Apart from that, there's been tons of terrible, terrible results. But I think we're just waiting. We're just waiting on um, a moment like when Dermot Desmond got embarrassed by the Rangers board to the point where he made an intervention to make a change in the club. I think we need to wait. It's bad to say this, but we need to wait until Dermot Desmond is interested in the football club before change can happen. I feel like we're just waiting on his waiting on his call rather than making any changes that are needed now. I read an article today that said that Rangers need to win their next eight games. Um, Celtic need to drop four points within that period. They have 11 games. And if they do and Rangers beat them at Celtic Park, Rangers would win their 55th league title at the home of Celtic, who've dominated Scottish football for the last nine years. Would that then be the, the intervention from Desmond? Do you think he would he would then intervene then if, if they did it there? Um. I don't really. I, that's the thing. It's it's a guessing game at this point with Celtic and Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. We don't really know what's going on. There's no transparency at all from the fans to the board. Um, the, the thing is, I think because they can't see the way the fans are reacting in the ground, they won't make a change. Because if this did happen with full capacity crowds, he would have been gone a long time ago because they wouldn't have stood for it. Yeah, um, I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Lewis, any final thoughts on that? Uh, that's exactly it. <clears throat> He's touched on it perfectly, but in terms of Desmond, I don't even think that, I thought that intervention would have came long before now. So as I mentioned, I don't, I don't know when it will come. That's the unfortunate situation we find ourselves in. I just see it getting worse before it gets any better. I, I thought after the, the drubbing from Sparta Prague at home, I, I the genuinely... drubbings, we should say. Yeah, well, the head drubbing. Particularly the one at home, I thought, right, okay, he's got to go. He will go. Um, then when he didn't, I sort of realised, okay, as much as this is Neil Lennon's fault, the board aren't removing him from this position. So... I, I can't blame the guy. Would would I walk away from that amount of money? It's debatable, but I, the decision should have been taken from his hands. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Spire Prague would have been the the day that Desmond said, "Nope, that's embarrassing," and 
and you know cast them adrift but clearly not I suppose we could talk about this for the next hour or six but not get time for that um I'm sure we will later on down the line have a lot more chats about Celtic the board their performance um many more results still to go in the premier uh, premiership so I'm sure we'll, we'll have a load of talking points um Ryan Lewis thank you so much for coming on at short notice I know I messaged you probably in the last hour or so to try and come on and get this done but really appreciate um you coming on well i do hope you all enjoyed this impromptu episode of de stefano talks um it wasn't meant to be our third episode but uh football is unpredictable at times and sometimes you have to come on and react to events that are happening particularly within scottish football um so once again thank you to lewis for coming on as always and a massive thank you to ryan for coming on at short notice um we will be back with you on monday at 4 p.m on spotify itunes and google podcast and joining us on the show will be student journalist aaron smith and mark cunningham <laughs>